It was an absolutely embarrassing loss for the Chicago White Sox last night as they fell to the Boston Red Sox. Uh, Whatever momentum the White Sox had after the doubleheader sweep in New York was completely lost. Uh, Speaking of lost, the Sox lose another player to the COVID IL. Uh, But do you get some positive news about a couple players trying to make their way back? Uh, The White Sox send Lucas Giolito to the hill on Wednesday to hopefully get things back on track. You are locked on White Sox. Your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Lockdown White Sox. Uh, thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Just search Locked on White Sox. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Morowski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. I really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox, especially uh, after last night. Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, Well, it is uh, Lucas Giolito Day. Uh, He's going against Rich Hill. Uh, tonight. I'll talk about that. Uh, what does uh, Rick Hahn uh, think about his relationship with Tony LaRussa? Uh, but first, uh, the White Sox were completely torn apart uh, by the Red Sox on Tuesday night. State of the Sox, 21-21. Uh, and 21. Uh, They are now chasing the Twins by five and a half games. Uh, that's tough. Uh, twins uh, are playing Detroit. Might might have a bit of an easier schedule. Um, Sox, you know, uh, we should have been able to handle Boston. And again, we've got two more games with them, and then uh, two with the Cubs uh, this weekend. But five and a half games, um, not sitting well right now. Uh, did you watch all of last night? Uh, all all nine innings of that. Uh, nobody's going to blame you if you turned it off after the second or maybe even third. Um, I did watch every single uh, pitch, every single uh, inning. It was absolutely painful. Uh, I don't recommend it. Uh, if you miss the game and you're wondering, you know, should I maybe uh, go back and watch? Very little uh, highlights uh, at all. It was uh, painful. Just save yourself the trouble. Uh, don't don't go back and rewatch that game. Um, Sox lost uh, ten to two against the Astros last year. Lost eleven to four to Boston uh, last year. Those were those were pretty bad. Uh, Sox lost to Cleveland this year eleven to one, which was awful. Um, but last night's game was on a completely different level. Uh, White Sox lose to the Red Sox 16-3. to uh, White Sox had only six hits and, of course, are now five and a half back uh, of the Twins. Uh, now, Boston was a hot team uh, coming into Chicago. Definitely a different team than what we saw several weeks ago. Uh, Cease, of course, on the mound. 
uh, it's exciting. Uh, Dylan Cease Day is exciting. We've seen the potential. We 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 have seen what he's been able to do. Um, he's had some outstanding outings uh, this year, and then there's been a couple off outings, and it did not go well from the get go for Dylan Cease. Uh, first pitch of the game to Kiki Hernandez, and that was a home run. Uh, Boston hitting the ball long and all over the field was a theme. Uh, Tuesday night that really set the tone Dylan Cease uh, did not have a feel for anything he just his body language you know he couldn't get that breaking ball going that 12 to 6 that it just kind of falls off the table uh, that was not there for him and it, it seemed like Boston had a game plan I'll we'll touch on that in a little bit um, Cease uh, in the first inning uh, gave up a three-run home run to Trevor Story, who's been one of the hottest hitters in all of baseball. Um, it was 4 nothing Boston quickly. Cease gave uh, another two runs up and had around 50 pitches after the second inning. Uh, just painful. I just felt like Boston, uh, in a way, kind of knew what was coming. Uh, and they were spraying it all over the place. A lot of extra base hits. Uh, from Boston. They, they were hitting everything. Dylan Cease's final line, uh, three innings, eight hits, seven earned runs, two walks, four strikeouts. He's got his ERA up at 4.24 right now. He threw 71 pitches uh, in three innings. Um, as uh, things were unraveling, if you were watching the game, Maybe you heard a little bit about it on social media or somebody might have texted you or something. During the game, during Cease's three innings of work, it might have been in the second inning. It was early. Um, and I think this was a scheduled situation. Uh, there were these milkshakes that were brought into the uh, TV booth. I don't know if you had noticed this, paid attention to this. These Orchata Churro milkshakes, which are new at Sox Park. They might be available in the Diamond Suites. Uh, they're definitely not uh, in the lower level or, or on the upper deck. These, I think you have to have very special tickets for. But they are Orchata Churro milkshakes. They look outstanding, but they're they're delivered into the booth as, the, as Cease is just unraveling and Boston is just stomping on the White Sox. And I just found it to be very odd. Uh, Benetti and uh, stone to have to comment on these milkshakes and enjoy them. It's such a different aspect to a telecast. And I think back to when Hawk Harrelson was around. Um, if you if you were a fan when Hawk was broadcasting, Hawk would have had nothing to do with that. Uh, he he would have never agreed to a bit like that to begin with. And if he did have to do it, he would have been completely silent during uh, that whole ordeal. He wouldn't have commented on the milkshake at all. Uh, he, he was that kind of guy. And it's just, I know that they've got to have some fun in the booth, but, uh, when the Sox are just getting stomped by the opponent, it's difficult to watch, uh, two guys enjoy a Orchado churro milkshake, uh, in the booth. But, uh, so Cease's, uh, day was done after three innings, Ruiz, uh, Souza, Foster, Velasquez, and Bummer all came out of the bullpen. We did not see a position uh, player pitch for the White Sox. Uh, Velasquez was one of the bright spots. You're actually going to probably see a lot of Vince Velasquez out of the pen uh, from now on. Uh, Boston, I mean, continued to hit. Uh, you know, I 
and I don't know if Dylan Cease was tipping pitches. Um, it's been talked about. I think they were going to start mentioning it in the post game with Chuck and Ozzy. It did seem like Boston knew exactly what was going on. Um, but, you know, I think just Cease didn't have his stuff. And Boston was a very hot team coming in, and, and they were on fire. And, and it's not like they stopped hitting after Cease. They were hitting all of our guys. So hopefully Cease goes back, watches some of this. It could have been just a matter of adjustments. Boston saw Cease on May 7th, and they might have looked, take, took a look at some tape said, okay, this is what Cease is going to do to us. Maybe they looked at a couple outings. You know, Maybe it was the one against New York. Uh, they saw what Cease's go-to uh, pitches are, and, and they attacked. They jumped on him. Um, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, Boston is hot right now, and it wasn't just Cease uh, they were hitting. Uh, speaking of adjustments, Stone was talking about this on the telecast. I think this was actually when the milkshakes came in. He was kind of interrupted, but and I'm so glad that Stone is back because he can add in all these different pitching aspects. And Stone was talking about how when your pitches aren't working, which was the case with Cease, you got to go to alternative options. And it just didn't look like Cease did that. Uh, he seemed to force that curveball, that 12 to 6, that just wasn't doing what it normally does. Uh, and he got hurt on that, especially on the three-run home run uh, by Story. Uh, Boston had 16 runs, 19 hits, zero uh, errors in the game. Uh, White Sox offense pretty much non-existent uh, for the most part. Nick Pavetta continued to dazzle. Again, the White Sox saw Nick Pavetta back on May 7th at Fenway. Uh, Pavetta was really good then, and he was really good on Tuesday night. Six innings. Five hits, zero, uh, I'm sorry, three earned runs, um, two walks, five strikeouts. Uh, he was really good. White Sox did not make adjustments on Nick Pavetta. Uh, minimal offense, fourth inning, Sox got a leadoff double from uh, TA and then a two run homer from Abreu. It's good to see Abreu swinging the bat. Uh, fifth inning, uh, Tim Anderson with an RBI single to score Andrew Vaughn. Uh, in the sixth, the double by Abreu. He again, um, not bad of a not bad of a night for Abreu. So bright spots. Sox had six hits, two each from Tim Anderson, Vaughn, and Abreu, who were each two for three. And then another bright spot was Velasquez out of the bullpen, three innings of no hit baseball uh, with five strikeouts. Um, uh, so there was uh, some good news before the game regarding Lance Lynn and Aloy Jimenez. And I'm going to tell you what Rick Hahn said about the potential of adding more reinforcements. Uh, more on that in a moment. With spring in the air, it's a time of renewal and growth personally and professionally. As your small business grows, LinkedIn Jobs is here to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. Create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. Then add your job and put the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring so your network can help you find the right people to hire. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right candidates you want to talk to faster. 
Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on MLB. That's linkedin.com slash locked on MLB to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Recaps of MLB games with analysis uh, from our local experts taking you through the season like no other network, free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so some news and notes uh, before Tuesday night's uh, game. Uh, this was some stuff according to Rick Hahn. Uh, both Lance Lynn and Aloy Jimenez should start rehab assignments by the end of the weekend. Uh, that's great news. Aloy was taking batting practice yesterday. Um, Lynn uh, threw off a mound to hitters. Uh, could we thinking about maybe a six-man rotation? Um, I know, you know, we're, we're at a situation where Lynn's going to have to slowly get worked up back to full strength. You're now seeing Vince Velasquez uh, in the bullpen. So will, will you keep Dallas Keuchel around just to help out and manage everything? It'll be interesting to see when Lynn comes back what they're going to do uh, with all these starting pitching arms. Uh, so that would be potentially Geo, Cease, Kopech, Lynn, Cueto, and Keuchel, perhaps. Uh, prior to Tuesday night's game with Boston, the White Sox placed outfielder Luis Robert and the COVID IL and recalled infielder uh, Jake Berger. Uh, he actually came into the game last night in the seventh and played second base, which could be an interesting development. Uh, a real shame uh, to be losing Luis Robert. He's expected to miss the next week of games, uh, this three-game series against the Red Sox and the two-game series against the Cubs. Um, you know, he was pretty cold uh, on that doubleheader, in New York, but up until that, I mean, he was a monster. Uh, we needed it. He he was our dangerous guy. He he was our power hitter that we were, you know, he was the feared guy in the lineup. And to lose him this week uh, is a shame. Hopefully, uh, it's nothing too serious. He comes back uh, healthy, uh, and we can kind of get into get into June uh, rolling uh, as soon as possible with with a healthy club. Uh, a couple quotes for you that I thought were kind of interesting. Um, Tony LaRussa on Tim Anderson. This is still kind of stemming from the big uh, weekend and obviously the big at bat uh, in New York. Uh, TLR on Tim Anderson. He's got that Michael Jordan desire to compete and play for a championship. That's a, a huge compliment to Tim Anderson. Uh, and this is uh, Tim Anderson himself. I'm going to continue to keep playing hard and keep being a great teammate and keep being the best version of myself uh, that I can be. You know, all eyes are on him. Um, you know, so much attention uh, over the last 24, 48, 72 hours. And again, uh, he put up two hits today. And usually the way T.A. goes is the way the Sox go. Um you know, it's just I'm, I'm glad that he's just continuing to get his hits. Uh, I, I think this loss to Boston was just an outlier. Um, you got to scratch your head a little bit of like, OK, so Boston was able to make adjustments to Dylan Cease, but we couldn't make adjustments to Nick Pavetta. I, I don't know. Again, I always think good p pitching beats good uh, hitting and Pavetta was on. I mean, he had his he had his better stuff. Uh, it's not like he had 
C, C minus stuff. I mean, he had some pretty good stuff. We just could not make the adjustments. Um, uh, I've mentioned on this uh, podcast about Scott Merkin's newsletters. I don't know if you get these uh, in your inbox. I think they're also available on whitesacks.com. Scott Merkin, of course, has been covering uh, the White Sox for MLB since uh, 2003. Uh, and these were some quotes from his recent newsletter, um, uh, mainly surrounding Rick Hahn and his relationship uh, with Tony LaRusso. I'll give you some of those quotes first. Kind of interesting. Uh, this is Rick Hahn speaking. The thing I appreciate, appreciate about Tony is you can discuss any element with him and there is mutual respect and understanding. He knows why we make certain roster moves whether it's trade or free agency or even recalls or options, and he'll speak candidly his opinion on those and in the end respect whatever decisions are made. Similarly, we'll have conversations about in-game strategy and understand his rationale behind it. If we see something differently, we'll be able to speak candidly about that as well and in the end know that as the manager, he has responsibility for what goes on in the game." I found that quote particularly interesting, uh, especially the conversations about in-game strategy. I've often wondered, you know, is Larusa making the final decisions, or is the front office asking Larusa to do some things? And it, it, I get the impression that this is obviously Tony Larusa making these decisions. However, conversations are being had with the front office. And there's a dialogue of like, you know, why did you do this, Tony? And maybe try to do this in the future. But ultimately, you know, the responsibility is on you for what goes on. Uh, kind of an in, interesting insight there. And this was Han uh, speaking on potential trades uh, to enhance the team maybe this coming July. Uh, here's Han. Historically, when we've had an opportunity to win, we've had the resources needed to continue to enhance that opportunity. And right now, we still have some work to do, but we certainly envision come July, if, if we are where we believe we are capable of being and there are additions to be made, I suspect the conversations will be similar to the others we've had in those seasons where we've had realistic postseason aspirations. I'm not talking about the economics at all. I'm talking about the competitiveness and looking at this team and saying health and talent and performance-wise, we have a real chance to win. Uh, folks, nothing new was discovered on that quote uh, at all about trying to maybe pull a trade in late July. I mean, I hope that's the case. If the team can get better, I hope they pull the trigger and get better because uh, it looks like we are competing right now for the division. Uh, and again, that could change. That could be in a whole different story at the end of July. But right now, it's a division race. We are down five and a half games. So uh, I don't think there's anything groundbreaking with Hans saying that. Uh, I do hope if there is a way to improve this team, uh, that they look, they look at it and they give it a serious look and they do everything they possibly can. Uh, Wednesday is a new day, new opportunities. I'm going to tell you why the White Sox will get back on track. Uh, more on that in a moment. So Wednesday night is going to see Lucas Giolito against 42-year-old left-handed pitcher Rich Hill. Uh, yes, that Rich Hill. Uh, Rich Hill in 2022 uh, through seven games has a 3.90 ERA. 23 strikeouts in 30 innings pitched. 
his last start was against Seattle. It did not go well. He only went two innings, gave up six hits, and uh, four earned runs. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Sox can do against, you know, kind of a soft toss and left-handed pitcher that's been around for a while. Uh, traditionally, the Sox have been able to feast on left-handed pitching, but sometimes get lulled to sleep by a soft-tossing lefty. Uh, Lucas Giolio uh, did not pitch against Boston the last time these teams met uh, in Boston. Uh, Gio in 2022 has got six games under his belt, 44 strikeouts and 31 innings pitched, and he's got a 2.84 uh, ERA. His last start was against Kansas City. He gave you five innings pitched, seven hits, and two earned runs. So again, Lucas Giolito is a, in my mind, he's he's a must-watch pitcher, of course. I still consider Lucas Giolito our ace uh, of the staff until, you know, that is proven otherwise. And right now, I don't think it has. I think Giolito is still building up a little bit more to his full strength. Um, but you know, he gives you such an excitement if he's on and, and, and I hope he is of course, but I think he also can grind out some games, which he did, uh, throughout this season when he doesn't have his plus stuff. It's just a matter of, can the offense help out? You know, we've been talking offense for a long period of time and, you know, I don't know right now if when Aloy comes back and Lance Lynn comes back, is this now going to be the complete team that's just going to, mash and you know play good defense and you know hit with runners in scoring position you look at guys like Yasmani and wow I he just I don't know what's going on with him I mean if it's still the legs thing it, it it's unfortunate yeah uh, because he looks absolutely lost and I get it we're still in May but when's when are we gonna say it's it's a little too late now and I hope we don't get to that point and that's why uh, losing 16 to three against the Boston Red Sox on Tuesday night. Uh, that's bad. Uh, I would say what's even worse is that now we're five and a half back, uh, in the central and Minnesota is playing some really good baseball and we just can't seem to catch a break. Uh, when we're winning, they're also winning. Uh, so hopefully things start changing in the right direction. There's some consistency, uh, with the Sox offense guys can start picking each other up and that, you know, that was just an outlier from Cease on Tuesday night. Uh, folks, really appreciate you making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast everywhere you find your podcast. We are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. Now make your second listen, Lockdown MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, just call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Coming up on the next episode, I'll recap Giolito's outing and hopefully be talking about a big a White Sox winner. Uh, thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time, go Sox.